Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your chic, geek, unique host. Love that, Rebecca. Welcome back, everybody, chic geeks and everyone else, Dave Fenoy fans. We're going to go into this last episode with Dave and talk about his personal aspects of his VO career and perhaps learn a little bit more about the man, his machinations, and his internal clock. Thanks and welcome back, Dave. Oh, uh, glad to be here <laughs> and back. Now, we, we recently were talking about your career and the various types of voiceover work that you have done. And we did touch on at one point during our earlier conversation that you entered voiceover work in television series, and that was in the 1990s. At what moment did you realize that the voiceover profession was going to be your calling, that this was the right job for you? Well, I'd been a disc jockey up in the Bay Area. I was doing mornings on uh, KSOL, and I oh had done God. mornings on KDIA, oh. uh, both a couple of R&B stations. And, um, I know KSOL. I grew up there, as I mentioned before. Okay. Well, I was Billy David Ocean on KSOL. Oh, my God. I know I've heard you. <laughs> Billy David Ocean instead of Billy Ocean. Yeah, one of those radio names. Nice. And, uh, but uh, I was doing doing radio. And okay. a buddy of mine uh, was walking out of a station, and this was actually before I was on KSOL, walking out of the station and said, yeah, I'm on my way over to do a session, a VO session. I said, a VO session? What's that? You know, voiceover. I make more money doing that than I do on the radio. And I went, oh. Oh. And he kind of told me what it was. And at that time, I thought, wow, that's kind of the forest for the trees. You know, you hear voices all the time. I hadn't really thought about, you know, getting paid to do that. Right. And, and at I radio, to... for those who are listening at radio as a, as a DJ, you probably did a lot of that without oh, getting yeah. paid any extra because you were already working there. Oh, yeah. That's part of your contract. You're, you're doing the, all the uh, uh, retail spots for the radio station. But that actually, excuse me, that actually is not good training for voiceover. Well, because yeah. you're reading all that copy like this. And nobody <laughs> believes that? that guy. <laughs> so he told, that was the first time you heard about other kinds of voiceover. Is that right? Um, the, the, it was the first time I really considered it. Let the awareness of it sink in. You right. know, it was like, oh, I knew there were cartoon voices, so forth and so on. But it, that was when it really sunk in. Oh, you know, I could. I could do that. Got it. Oh, so I'm not cool. going to want to spin hits for teenagers forever. <laughs> so, I'm sorry so, that uh, I just had a great visual. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Did you have dreadlocks back then too? No. Okay. No. <laughs> So what happened? How did you then make that entree crossing over? From well, I, uh, you know, started investigating what I needed to do and I needed a demo tape and, uh, and an agent. And uh, so I put together a demo tape in the radio station and found an agent, Joan Spangler over at Stars. And it wasn't, no, she wasn't at Stars. She was at Look, Look, Look in talent. San Francisco. Yeah. And I went over, oh, I sent her my tape. And I uh, kept calling every week and, oh, I'm sorry, she hasn't listened to the tape yet. She hasn't listened to the tape yet. Well, about six, eight weeks later, um, I got a call and it was Joan Spang. Oh, yes, I'd like to have you come in and have a, a counselorship with you. And I went in and she says, well, you're not really yet ready yet. Oh. Give it another six months. Work on your tape. Come back and see us then. And uh, six months later, I came back and actually I changed one thing on that tape. <laughs> 
but for some reason she liked. I think what she was really trying to do was see if I were was serious or not. Exactly. I was and taught I, by her. I had a class by her when I was first training myself. Wow. So I know, Joan, and you did her very well in that attitude that she gives. <laughs> yep. So uh, um, signed up with them and Sweet. booked my very first audition, which f- was for the California Lottery. Oh, cool. Booked that. And then I was booking something about every two months. That's wonderful. And another, a buddy of mine, Toby Gleason, uh, and I were started about the same time. We we're working about the same amount. And suddenly he started booking every couple of weeks. And wow. I'm like, what the? And he wouldn't tell me what he was doing at first. And then he finally revealed that he was taking classes. <laughs> wow. And uh, he turned me on to uh, who his teacher was. And I took a weekend course with her. She brought her agent up from L.A., Lee Gilbert, who was at uh, Sutton Barth and Venari at the time. And at the end of the weekend course, she said, you know, you're really talented. If you ever decide to come to L.A., wow. look us up at SB, SBV. Very nice. And uh, a few months later, I was doing mornings at KSOL. They hired a new consultant. The consultant fired the whole staff. Uh, <laughs> we've February heard those 9th, stories. Yeah. 1990. Wow. And uh, I packed my bags and came on down to L.A. Uh, a few months later. Wow. So you finally got into it, and then you were starting to meet people, and you obviously, through your connection of the fellow that was in the cartoon animation position and who shared your demo with other people, you know, you knew somebody who was really in deep, yeah. and that makes well, a lot know, of... Knowing somebody, uh, whatever it is you're trying to do, you need to know somebody or get to know somebody, but you have to have what it takes. You have to have the talent. Yes. Um, you know, knowing somebody will get you an opportunity, but your talent is what uh, allows you to stay. Exactly. And I meant to say that in a way that helped people see that. So thank you for for clarifying that, because that's really, really true. It really helps to know somebody, and you definitely have to have the chops before you even start. Being now, here we are, brrr, 20 years later, roughly. Yep. What is the best piece of advice you ever got about doing work as a voiceover talent and would pass on to someone else in the business? Practice. Um, continue to, to, like anything else, continue to learn. Uh, never uh, get so comfortable with who you are and what you do that you think, oh, I've just got this now. Uh, the world is constantly changing and evolving. And if you don't evolve along with it, uh, you will go the way of the dinosaur. Mm, mm, yeah. Is practice the thing that you do that you started doing when you were beginning and you still do now and will always well, do? You, you know, like, like, most, like most voiceover people, my practice originally was just doing voices for fun. You know, as a kid, you're, you're, you're copying play, uh, Deputy play. Dog and, yeah. and, uh, and Snagglepuss and, and all of those characters, you know, you're, you're just doing that stuff. <laughs> Since I don't, I've stopped uh, uh, imitating other cartoon characters uh, to to do my own, but that's what got me started. And so many people in this business, especially in animation, started off just copying the characters that they grew up with as kids. Then I was, I had an acting background. I was a child actor. Uh-huh. 
which is very, very important. That's really what voiceover is all about. It's it's voice acting, no matter what it is you're doing. Yes. Uh, and I was a disc jockey, and all these things that I I didn't plan on these things. Uh, developing me as uh, a voiceover artist, but they did. Uh, Being a disc jockey in and of itself is a poor way uh, to uh, train for being a voiceover artist. But when you couple that with uh, acting ability and having done crazy voices, and then I was a morning guy and I did all kinds of crazy voices as a morning guy. I bet. Uh, It all kind of... uh, you know, made a, a voiceover soup that uh, apparently has been tasty to the industry. <laughs> Definitely. Well, speaking of which, is there a particular or a couple of characters in any of the um, programs that you've had a chance to voice really jumping out as favorites for you? Well, uh, they killed him off, damn it. No! Uh, but General Pong Krell in Star Wars The Clone Wars, I uh, really enjoyed playing that character. I am General Krell. I am a four-armed Jedi. But General Krell... And a traitor. Oh, how were you killed? They shot me. (laughs) He says very deadpan. I was talking. I was giving a speech, and they shot me. I didn't even get to finish. That sucks. (laughs) Also, uh, I have a recurring role on Archer. I play Commander Kellogg, uh, Space Commander, and that's a lot of fun. That's too. a unique. Tell us a little bit about Archer real fast. Archer is a uh, funny, sexy spy cartoon <laughs> 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 and very tongue-in-cheek, very adult, um, very sexy. Where, where can people see it? Uh, uh, FX. Okay. And it's very, very, very funny. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. In terms of when you're not doing voiceover, you know, you talked about how in the beginning you were driving back and forth with L.A. You were married at the time. Um, I'm assuming that means you're not married now. And But we, we do know that you have a beautiful daughter. Who just got married in February. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. And I, I know she picked the right guy because he has dreadlocks just like me. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you got that right. So... What do you do outside of the industry to keep yourself interested and and um, and intrigued with with life? Well, I play tennis. I involve myself uh, often in in uh, lending my talents to um, charitable organizations. I do some. Oh, can you tell us? Well, like uh, the the Don LaFontaine benefit uh, voices and the voice. Uh, benefiting the SAG Don LaFontaine Lab and uh, in a world with books. Very nice. I work sometimes with word theater, uh, which uh, brings the words of great writers to life in the mouths of well-known actors, and I narrate programs with them sometime. As a matter of fact, I was just up in the Bay Area a month or so ago in Atherton where we raised money for... Um, Autism Speaks, and uh, we were actually able to raise uh, over half a million dollars. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's wonderful. And uh, th- those those kinds of things sometimes speak at uh, high schools uh, to motivate kids to read and uh, use their voice and their, their talents for whatever it is they want to accomplish. Boy, I bet that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, because you had mentioned that you'd like, you know, if you if you had another life kind of thing, you could be a history teacher. So I bet it's fun to go see the students at oh, yeah. the schools. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you so much. Now, my last question to you, what do you consider your greatest achievement? That I'm able to work every day in the business that I have chosen as my profession. Oh, that's wonderful. A lot of people can't say that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very, very happy to be doing what I, I, I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Oh, well, we think you're pretty special, too. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, and I, it's been my, my sincere pleasure in getting to know you better in doing the interview today with you. I appreciate your time very, very much. I'm well, sure- thank you. I, I'm honored to be asked and happy to uh, share my experience, and I hope I was able to uh, bring some insight to uh, people who are listening, and if, if not insight, at least a little entertainment. Oh, both. Absolutely both. And for those that want to learn more about you, you have a website that they can check out, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, DaveFanoy.com. I make it easy. You do. And you can follow me on Twitter and you can friend me on Facebook. And is it all is at Dave Fanoy for Twitter and Facebook? That's right. Dave Fanoy, yes. We are friends. We are Twitter friends. I appreciate your friendship and your And you time. always have such nice things to say, and I, I really appreciate that, Rebecca. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I want to wrap it up. Do you want to close us out with anybody in particular? You know, uh, remember, uh, zombies are the new vampires. You've been listening to Love That VoiceOver, brought to you by your host, lovethatrebecca.com. Thanks for listening.